Welcome to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Anne. In this episode, we're talking about a thing so scary it stops many people in their tracks. Fear of it holds people back from even letting themselves dream and from doing what they want in life. It's the reason many people make excuses, talk themselves out of things, or stop trying. And it's why they end up feeling stuck, frustrated, and unfulfilled. Can you guess what it is? If you guessed failure, you are right. And while it may seem like a daunting subject, I mean, our whole society is afraid of it, it's really not that bad. In fact, today we're going to set something straight. Failure is not actually possible. And we're going to help you understand why. To start, let's end the stigma right away. There's nothing wrong with you if you've tried something and failed. Failure is okay. It's normal. It happens to all of us all the time. It happens even more when you're going after big things like new goals or dreams. In fact, many of the most well-known people in history, like Steven Spielberg, Albert Einstein, and Walt Disney, have failed, and not just once. Some of them have lost it all and come back multiple times. So failure isn't a thing. It's an attitude. And we'll unpack that now. Okay, let's address what the majority of people think about failure versus what failure really is. The majority of people think that failing is the worst thing you can do, because to them, failing means you aren't good enough at something. People can beat themselves up for days, even years, over something they think they failed at. Ultimately, it can lead to feelings of unworthiness, sadness, shame, depression, anger, and the list goes on and on. The problem here is that most people make it mean that they are the failure. But here's the truth. It's impossible for us to be a failure. Yes, the methods we try might fail to get the results we want, but we, the person doing the trying, cannot be a failure. It's impossible because we're potential. We're the living being that gets to try millions of things, millions of different ways if we want to. We're pure possibility with no limits. We're always creating from our words to our actions to our results. And that means we can always change something we've created or we can choose to start again. While it's true that sometimes our approach just didn't work or maybe we weren't ready yet because perhaps we needed to know more before we were really ready, it's important to remember that sometimes failing has nothing to do with us. For example, in the film industry, actors audition for roles all the time. Because they're passionate about what they do, they always hope to get the role they're trying out for, but sometimes they don't get it. While it can be crushing to someone's ego to not be chosen, it doesn't mean the actor isn't good at acting. Maybe the casting director was simply searching for a different look, voice, or height. Did you know that Michael Jordan didn't make the varsity basketball team at his high school the first time he tried out? Even though the coaches felt he was a great player, they chose someone taller to be on the team over him. His failure wasn't because he wasn't good enough. It was because of other factors he couldn't control. And although he was heartbroken, his mother convinced him not to give up on the sport. Thank goodness, because today he's the best basketball player in history. If the reason you failed is because of an action you took or didn't take, know that you can always try again. And to try again at the best of your ability, why not try again with more knowledge, practice, or experience behind you? 
Did you know that what you perceive to be the end of the road could actually be the beginning of something else? We're going to teach you an awesome tool that you can use to help you open to the possibilities that surround you when you feel like you've hit a dead end. It's called the power of question. Here's how it works. Instead of staying in your thinking mind, which has its limitations, with the power of question, you ask the universe to help you find a way forward. The mind can only offer solutions from its limited knowledge of your past experiences. However, the universe is much bigger than that and can tap into limitless possibilities, new ideas, and innovative solutions to your problem. You can be as creative as you want with this. Here's an example. When I was studying chemistry at the University of Victoria a few years ago, I found myself in a really difficult position. Hours before an exam, I was working with a tutor who, based on the fact that I hadn't answered any of the questions on the practice tests correctly, informed me that I would definitely be failing the exam. Crushed, I felt a wave of anxiety come over me. Why even bother taking the exam if I was 100% sure I was going to fail? Packing up my bags, I headed to the cafeteria to think. I plunked myself down in a big old brown chair and asked myself what I wanted to do. Go home and eat ice cream or stay and definitely fail. Just then, I realized that, though my fear was very strong, I still had a choice. I could take control. I knew I was in charge of creating my reality, so I decided I would turn what seemed like one of the worst moments of my life into one of the best. And I was going to have fun with this. Using the power of question, I asked, I wonder how I'll get the highest mark in the class and will be the first one out of the exam. While all, and I mean all signs, pointed to this not happening, I mean, there were 400 people in my class, and I didn't understand a single thing on the practice tests. I decided to believe in the power of the universe. I then shifted my energy from fear to excitement and imagined what it would feel like for my wish to come true. I imagined loving every second of the exam and being so giddy when I was the first one to hand in my paper. Feeling happiness bubble up inside of me, I skipped confidently into the auditorium and took my seat. The excitement I'd been imagining became real the second I flipped over my exam. It was all of the questions that I had just done and still remembered how to do. The exam was literally a compilation of the exact questions I had just pulled from 10 different and random practice tests. I not only knew what I was doing, but I even remembered the answers. So giggling and pinching myself, I finished the one and a half hour test in just 20 minutes. I was the first person to finish, and yes, I got the highest mark in the class, 98%. Now it's your turn. Go ahead and ask the universe, and I wonder how question, and write it down. I wonder how I can, and fill in the blank here. Here's another example. Let's say I'm an actor, and I don't have an agent to represent me, and I've tried reaching out to numerous agents, but they all say no to me because of my small town location. In this case, my question could look something like, I wonder how I could find the perfect agent for me who has amazing connections in the film and television industry, who truly cares about me and my acting career, and helps me find many roles, and who doesn't consider my location to be a limitation. Or, if I have a dream of sailing around the world, but I don't have enough money to buy a sailboat, I could ask the question, 
I wonder how the most beautiful and sturdy sailboat can come to me within the next three months to allow me to fulfill my dream of sailing the world. Once you ask the question, your job is then to let go and trust. Don't keep racking your brain for the answer. Just relax and trust that the universe has your back and will present you with the solution very soon. Truly, the power of question method has worked for me every single time without fail. Sometimes the solution comes to me in a different way than I imagined. But that's the thing. The solution usually is a different one than you envisioned because the universe is resourceful and creative and limitless. Just be sure to be specific and clear in your request so the universe can deliver what you want. The only limit to what we can turn any situation into is our own imagination. Start with the I wonder how mentality and the world is your playground. There are a lot of human beings out there in the world that simply don't believe in themselves. Perhaps they were told that they would never amount to anything, or they didn't feel loved or cared for in the ways they needed as children. Or perhaps the first few times they attempted something and didn't get the results they wanted right away, they internalized it to mean that they weren't good enough. Whatever the reason, it's really common for adults to be disconnected from themselves and to believe that they can't have their dreams. They gave up following their hearts a long, long time ago, and they are resigned to living an unfulfilling life. Now, the thing is, if you spend a lot of time around people like this, they'll start to project their limiting beliefs onto you. So you have to be very particular about who you choose to spend your time with. Okay, let's say there's this kid named Noah. Noah has big dreams and knows that anything is possible for him. But Noah spends time with two boys in his neighborhood who have a negative perspective on the world and often criticize Noah's dreams. They tell him he must be stupid to believe he could actually make his dreams come true. If Noah continues to spend time with these two, he'll soon start to believe in the low vibration stuff they repeat over and over. Motivational speaker Jim Rohn says that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So watch who you hang out with on a regular basis, because it affects you. If you are to plant the seeds of your intentions, water them with loving attention, positive affirmations, and actions, and then watch them grow into your dreams, you have to protect your seedlings. You can't put them in a toxic environment full of negative thoughts, belittling comments, and giving up. Here's a personal story of mine about not giving up. After finishing my undergrad arts degree, I decided that I wanted to apply for the Rotary Ambassadorial Scholarship for Postgraduate Studies Abroad in a humanitarian field. I was an avid volunteer and traveler, so it seemed like the perfect fit for me. I went to the interview for it in Fredericton, New Brunswick with the proposal of studying in Italy. A few weeks later, I received a letter in the mail saying I'd been chosen for the scholarship. Unfortunately, a few days later, I got an email saying there had been a mistake and I had not been chosen. I was shocked and sad. I eventually got over it and moved on to other things, like teaching kindergarten in Mexico for six months, volunteering in West Africa for three months, and working as a Katimovic project leader in Kamloops, British Columbia for eight months. The desire to study abroad was still within me, so I decided I would apply again, this time in British Columbia. I went to my interview, describing my passion for helping children through puppetry, and said that I would like to study in Australia. A week later, I found out that I didn't get it this round either. Of course, I felt disappointed, but I moved forward with my life and took an international job as an education coordinator in Fiji for a volunteerism company. The desire to study international development in Australia was still there, so I decided to give it another shot, 
This time, I really prepared. I made business cards with my proposed company's name, The Puppet Teaching Project. I created a slideshow with pictures of my experience volunteering abroad and teaching kids to use puppets, and I had a clear plan for my studies and how they would help me achieve my goals. And this time, I got a yes! I was chosen to receive the scholarship, and I would be heading to La Trobe University in Melbourne, Australia. Yoo-hoo! I was so happy and excited for this new adventure. Sometimes, what we see as failure isn't a failure at all. It's just a stepping stone or an opportunity to improve for next time. Through experiences like this one, I've learned to never give up on something I really want and to keep trying. Not getting chosen for the scholarship the first two times around was not a failure at all. It was just feedback on how to be better prepared, and it allowed me to get clearer with myself on my vision for my future. A no doesn't always mean no forever. It can mean not now. My best advice to you is to never give up on something you really want and are passionate about. I mean, just look at Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. He had thousands of unsuccessful attempts at creating a light bulb before he succeeded. I have not failed, said Edison. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. What if you choose to reframe failure as simply ways that didn't work yet? Wouldn't it be great to stay open to the possibilities and likely find a solution eventually instead of shutting down at the first failed attempt? Here are some high-profile celebrities who experienced failure in their careers but didn't give up. Dr. Seuss's first book was rejected by 27 different publishers who said his writing was too different and would never sell. He's now the best-selling children's author of all time. Oprah Winfrey was fired from her TV job and was told by her boss that she was too emotional and not fit for television. She went on to become the host of an award-winning talk show and the creator of her own television network. J.K. Rowling's first Harry Potter book was rejected 12 times, and she was told it wouldn't make a good book. Today, it has 450 million copies sold worldwide, and the Harry Potter series was turned into eight films, a theme park, countless video games, and more. These people followed their hearts, and the world is better for it. Another way of looking at failure is that sometimes we don't get what we want for a reason. An important lesson is to trust that everything is working out in your favor and to allow, rather than control, experiences. When I was 15 years old, I applied for my very first job at the corner store down the street. I went in for my interview holding a resume in my hand. The owner offered me the job on the spot. I was surprised and wasn't prepared to make a decision yet, so I asked him if I could have three days to think about it, and I'd let him know on Monday. He said sure. So I thought about it, then returned Monday and told him I accept the job. He apologized and said he'd already hired someone else. I was dismayed. I got into the back seat of my dad's car and cried all the way to town. I felt remorse for not having just said yes in the first place. This situation totally sucked, and it was all my fault. About a week later, the opportunity to apply for a theater job with the Calathumpian Summer Theater Company came up, and I auditioned. Lo and behold, I got the job. I was going to be a bilingual tour guide wearing a historical costume and being in character all summer. This job was way more fun and way more aligned with my dream of becoming a professional actress. This experience was the first time I learned to surrender to divine will and to flow with life 
rather than resist it and attempt to control an outcome. This new outcome was meant to be, and it was for my highest good. Working at the convenience store would have brought me money, but not much joy. Whereas working for a theater company brought me new friends, a lot of fun, a sense of fulfillment, acting experience, and even juicy tips. So many people are attached to control, thinking that controlling things will help them get what they want. Some even feel that control means safety, so they fight for control as much as they can to try and feel safe. But imagine floating in a river. You can either flow with the current and let it lead you, allowing the experience to be effortless and lovely, or you can fight against it, attempting to swim upstream against the current. The truth is, trying to control things is exhausting. It takes so much effort. Often, it's only an illusion of safety, and most people don't succeed at controlling things anyway. The universe has a way of pushing us out of what no longer serves us one way or the other. The more we fight, the more we prolong the situation, but the outcome often ends up happening eventually. So, would you prefer to flow and surrender and accept it now? Or would you prefer to fight it and try to control it and draw it out and suffer a lot more? As we learn to surrender to the flow of life, we become more open to accepting what comes our way, with grace and curiosity, trusting that the universe has got our back and that this is for our highest good in the end. I once worked with a young client, Jamie, who had given up on playing a sport she used to really enjoy. She grew up shooting hoops with her dad and loved playing basketball with her family. When she entered high school, she decided to try out for the basketball team. But she was really nervous, and she ended up dropping the ball and missing shots at the net. She felt she'd embarrassed herself in front of the other girls at the tryout, and her self-talk was horrendous. She was telling herself things like, I'm the worst, I'll never be good at basketball, and I'm such a failure. And to top it all off, she didn't make the team, which proved her self-talk right in her eyes. When Jamie learned about failure is feedback, she realized that she hadn't actually failed. It was just her approach hadn't worked, and she could use that information as feedback and try again. When she thought about it, she realized that giving up cold turkey hadn't been a good choice, so she decided to get back at it and practice every day after school. Her dad gave her some coaching on getting better at dribbling, and she improved her self-talk so that she could focus on shooting hoops even under pressure. Telling herself, I can do this, instead of, I can't do this and I'll never be good enough, made a big difference in how she played, too. The following school year, Jamie decided that she wanted to try out for the team once again. She had practiced and practiced, and she had empowered herself with positive self-talk, and she was ready. This time, she made the team. She was so proud of herself, and she decided then and there that she would never let failure stop her ever again, because failure was just feedback after all. So remember, as long as you keep trying new approaches, you'll eventually reach your goal. Failure is feedback, and feedback is like a step on a ladder helping you improve and get to where you want to go. So if you keep at it, you'll eventually make it. Don't give up on yourself. In conclusion, failure is an opportunity, not an ending. Instead of leading us to giving up, failure can be feedback for how to do it differently next time. Also, a person can never be a failure because as humans, all we do is create. We create our lives with every breath we take and every thought we think so we can always try something again. 
Realistically, you've already succeeded at things big and small. If you were to look over your life, you'd see that you actually have a lot to celebrate. And when you choose to shift your perspective and focus on what's going right, that's a vibration of gratitude that not only raises your energy and your mood, but also elevates the quality of experiences and things you attract into your life. At the end of the day, our only real barrier to getting what we want is ourselves. So stop stopping yourself. And remember, you have the power. It's time for Q&A. Here are some questions that were sent in by kids like you. Question number one. You say you can't be a failure at something, but I can't sing. I've tried, and I just make a fool out of myself. So how am I not a failure at singing? Great question. When I was a kid, I sang in choirs, musical theater shows, and I took voice lessons. I really enjoyed singing, but I was kind of shy about singing, and I compared myself to the other kids in the shows I did and felt that I wasn't as good as them. I entered into the music festival on a few occasions, singing for an adjudicator who would give me a grade and feedback on my performance. Right before it would be my turn to go on stage, I would always get really nervous. I would start to shake and sweat, and when it came time to sing, my voice would shake and crack, and I would feel totally embarrassed about how badly I had just sung in front of everyone. This happened over and over. When I first got life coaching as an adult, I realized that I had formed the belief that I wasn't that good of a singer and that others were naturals at it, whereas I simply was not a singer by nature. This belief had held me back from my singing potential for decades. By discovering it and changing my belief to, I'm a great singer and people enjoy hearing me sing, I noticed that my voice started to change. It got stronger, more grounded, and more beautiful, and I stopped judging myself and gained more confidence around singing. And believe it or not, today I'm a singer-songwriter who's written four original songs that will be released in 2021, and I'll soon be working on my first album. If you enjoy singing, it's for a reason. So trust that and stop stopping yourself from becoming great at something. Question number two. I was kept back a grade, so I feel like I did fail. What's a question I can ask to help me feel better or to help me not fail again? Thanks for this question. Using the power of question in this situation is a wonderful idea. Way to go. Not only will it help you feel better, but it will open the door up to new possibilities or gifts that can come from the situation. Here are a few ideas. You could ask, I wonder how repeating this grade was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Or, I wonder how this situation will help me become more confident than I could have ever imagined. You could ask yourself, I wonder what I'll learn about myself by repeating this grade that will make learning easier for me or that will help me for the rest of my life. You can also have fun and ask questions like, I wonder who will become a wonderful new friend because of this situation, whom I may not have met otherwise. Remember, you create your reality. What is it that you want? Have fun. Get creative. It's time for life work. Life work question number one. What's something you consider to be a failure in the past? Life work question number two. What's a lesson you could choose to take from that experience? Life work question number three. Is there anywhere in your life that you feel stuck? Using the power of question, what's a question that could help? 
Life work question number four. Name five things you're grateful for and explain why. Start a gratitude journal and write down five things you're grateful for every day. And there you have it. You have the power to create anything you want for your life. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Anne. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to be awesome. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. No way, no how.